0: Make a declaration this morning. I believe. I believe the Lord. We sure can. Can you pull something out, brother? Yeah. Brother Carl's going to sing another song for us. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's press into the presence of God that is in this place. Thank you, Jesus. amen amen we believe you lord hallelujah we believe you jesus we believe you jesus we believe you jesus amen if you have your bibles with you please turn to the book of matthew chapter 16 and then we're going to skip over to matthew chapter 28 amen i believe that i have a word from the lord this morning i believe that every week but god has confirmed His Word multiple times already today. Amen. God wants to do a work in this congregation here today. God wants to strengthen you today. God wants to bring revelation, a renewed understanding to you today. God wants His church and His people to be strengthened today. Amen. If you will open your heart to the word of the Lord and allow the Holy Ghost to speak to you today, you will leave here stronger than the way you came in. Amen. You may leave here with a different perspective than the way you came in. Amen. But I promise you, you can leave here with victory this morning. Amen. I wonder if I have any believers in the house today. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 13. Verse 13. The Bible says when Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, he wanted to know this question. Who do the people out there say that I am? What are you hearing on the street? Who do they say that I am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, Others, Jeremiah, so or or just one of the prophets. Here's what Jesus really wanted to know. Here's the question Jesus is asking you this morning. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Because your answer to that this morning is the difference between you being healed and not healed. Your answer to that question this morning is the difference between can you be delivered or will you not be delivered? Your answer to that question this morning is will you make heaven your eternal home or will you be lost forever? What Jesus, you hear me this morning, what Jesus wants to know in the church today is who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered. said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Peter, thou art Peter. And upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. (laughs) Let's go to Matthew chapter 28. We're going to read verse 18. And Jesus spake unto them, this is after... Jesus had been crucified and he was resurrected this is before his ascension Jesus spake unto them and said all power everybody say all power he said all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth he said all power That doesn't leave anything out. All power is in my name. If you've got the name and you've got the spirit, you've got the power. I want to preach to you this morning what God gave me yesterday. I want to preach to you on this title, You Can't Be Gentle With Hell. You can't be gentle with hell. I want to declare first this morning to this assembly, and I want to declare to all of those that might listen on our podcast, to those that might watch this on YouTube, I want to declare to whosoever will hear today, I believe the word of God. I believe the Word of God is the truth. Brother Caden, I believe that this book is the whole truth. I believe in the absolute authority of this Word. I believe these pages that I hold in my hand are not just ink on a page. But I believe, as Jesus said, that these are both spirit and life. I believe that God is who He says He is. I believe this morning that there is a heaven of eternal glory for the righteous. And I believe that there is an eternal burning hell for the unrepented sinner. I stand in this pulpit this morning and I believe unequivocally that Acts 2.38 is the only plan of salvation in the Bible. I believe that the church of the living God is holy, and I believe that the people of God should be holy. Can I tell you this morning, I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God, and so I believe that the church is the bride of Christ. Jesus prophesies this in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 7. He declares in that scripture that the church is the bride that hath made herself ready. The apostle Paul touches on this in Ephesians chapter 5 starting at verse 27. He said, husbands love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Why? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Why? That he might present the church to himself as a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. That the church should be holy and without blemish. The church of the living God is the bride of Christ. I've come to declare to you this morning, I believe the Word of God. And if the church is the bride of Christ, and the saints are the body of Christ, and if Christ lives in the body, then can I pose this question to you this morning? Why does the church and that body seem to live in such complacency? Why do we live our lives so ho-hum? Oh, well, it's just church day, and I might make it, and I might not. And, well, I I got a, a little pain in my toe, so I can't make it. Even if I do, I've had a bad week, and I'm a little tired, Pastor. Please forgive me if I don't lift my hands and if I don't worship. Hey, but I showed up, and you ought to just be happy I'm here. If the church is the body of Christ and the saints are the body of Christ and Christ lives in the body, then why does the church at times seem to be so anemic? Why does the church at times seem to be so uninterested in the kingdom of God? Why does the church at times seem to be so lukewarm? Why do we thrive in the blessings We've shouted here today, and rightly so, because God has done a good work. But we thrive in the blessings of God. We shout on the mountaintops. But when opposition comes our way, we crumble into old ways. And we adopt old habits. And we go back to old things when opposition rears its head. And why is it when hell attacks our minds? When hell attacks our homes, when hell attacks our finances and our families, why is it that we'll spend an hour sitting around complaining about it and whining about it and moping about it and we'll not hit our knees and pray about it? Why? I've come to preach to this church this morning, you can't be gentle with hell I've come to remind somebody this morning that you are not hell's doormat. I've come to remind somebody this morning that you do not have to settle. You do not have to make nice. You do not have to find peace in the situation you have as is. You see, hell would have you to believe that where you are right now and the things that you're going through right now, hell would have you to believe that you just gotta stay there. You just gotta learn to live with it. You just gotta learn to accept it. But I've come to tell somebody this morning that the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies, and the truth is not in him. I've come to tell somebody today that you don't have to stay in your situation, you don't have to accept. Things the way they are. You don't have to accept your lost loved ones. Your lost children. You don't have to accept it today. But before anything is going to change. Before anything is going to change. You got to come to terms with a few things. Before anything is going to change, you've got to come to an understanding about a few things. Number one, the victory isn't coming to those that just sit around and wait for it. No war has ever been won by soldiers that refuse to fight. You know, hell attacks our families and our kids, and we sit around and we complain and we whine and we mope and we say, "Oh, whoa, it's me," and "Oh, things just aren't ever going to get any better." And then we wait around for the miracle to come. We say, "God, why haven't you moved?" He said, "Because I was waiting on you." God, why haven't you delivered my babies? Because I was waiting on you to make a declaration of faith and say, "I believe." Number two, wars are not won by armies that don't know who they are. I promise you as I stand here today that when they stormed the beaches of Normandy, I promise you that the United States military knew exactly who they were. When they looked at that flag, unlike today, when they looked at that flag, they knew exactly what those stars and stripes stood for. When they looked at the salt... When they looked at the soldier to the left of them. Come on. Somebody look to the left of you. When they looked to the soldier to the right of them. They said that isn't just another man on the beach with me. But that is my brother in arms. That is my sister in arms. Amen. I know who I am. I know what I'm fighting for. But no war has ever been won by an army that does not know its own identity. Brothers and sisters, if there's something the church needs this morning, hear your pastor today. If there's something you need this morning, it's a revelation of who you are in Christ. It's a revelation of what you got a hold of today. It's a revelation of the power of the name. It's a revelation of the power of prayer. It's a revelation of the power of the Holy Ghost. You need to know who you are. Because if you can get a hold of who you are, And you can get a hold of what you got a hold of, you won't fear entering into any battle. My God, my God, if you can get a revelation of who you are, if you can get a revelation of the power of the Holy Ghost, oh, he said, All power in heaven and earth is in me. If you can get a revelation of what you got a hold of right here in this church, this small little congregation, I'm telling you right now, there's enough Holy Ghost. There's enough Holy Ghost sitting on these pews this morning, amen, to march through hell and put the whole thing out with squirt guns. Amen. You say, Pastor, how does that work? Because greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Number three, battles are not won by armies that refuse to fight. Pastor, you don't understand. You don't know how long I've been praying for this. You don't know how many tears I've shed. You don't know the hours upon hours that I have spent travailing and praying and weeping and asking God to save my son or my daughter. Asking God to move on a situation. You don't understand, Pastor, how I've wore myself out. Listen to me this morning. Not all wars are over like that. Some battles are drawn out. Some wars last a long time. That's where you got to depend on God to give you the strength to keep going. That's why you got to remind yourself what's at stake. You got to remind yourself what you're praying about. You gotta remind yourself what it's worth when the victory seems like it's a million miles away. You say, Pastor, I've prayed this prayer for my son, for my daughter. I've prayed from every angle I know how to pray. I've prayed every scripture I know how to pray. Lord, I've prayed every single word I know how to use in prayer. Amen. And yet the victory seems a long way off. Brothers, sisters, let me tell you this morning, keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep making those memorial prayers. Amen. Keep praying to God. Amen. Keep praying when you don't have the Word. Pray them over again. I don't care. But keep fighting for what you believe in. You can't be gentle with hell. In case you haven't figured it out yet, and if you haven't, If you haven't, you ain't living for God hard enough. Let me say that. If you haven't figured it out yet, you will. Hell, don't believe in playing nice. There is nothing off limits for hell. There is no one hell will not go after. There are no boundaries hell will not cross Jesus said this of the devil in John 10:10 10, 10. he declared that satan was a thief he declared that satan came to do only 3 things Amen. He said he wants to steal and he wants to kill and he wants to destroy. Amen. And let me tell somebody this morning, he does not care how how he has to do it and he doesn't care how far he has to go to do it. There is no boundary. Amen. There is no moral boundary. Amen. There is no sin. There is no person that's off limits. There's nothing that hell will not do to destroy you. And if he can't get a hold of you, he'll get a hold of you through your family. If he can't attack you, he'll attack your children. If he can't get to your children, he'll attack your grandchildren. Whatever hell can do to get at you, no holds barred. No holds barred. And so would someone please explain to me this morning why the church keeps playing nice. As a matter of fact, somebody explain to me this morning why the church is playing it all. Someone please explain to me why we are so afraid of kickback in this hour. Why are we so afraid of being told how judgmental we are when we stand on the Word of God? Brothers and sisters, that's the reason that we keep church right here in this compartment. Amen. Right here, right here, all safe and sound within the walls of this church. Amen. Right here in this area, in the halls of our homes, in the walls of this church, all safe and sound. Amen. So that we can talk a good game and make ourselves feel good. We can dress a good game we can act a good game and then turn around and do nothing but I feel good because I talked about it I would challenge someone to show me this morning in scripture where this happened I would challenge somebody to show me in the New Testament church after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost Show me where the disciples of Jesus were so terrified of crossing their current culture, amen, that they just stayed within the safety of their little churches, amen, within the safety of their little steeples and their safe little sermons, amen, and and they called that Christianity. I can't find that in that book where they did that I can't find in that book hey man where they kept the message of the gospel and the power of Jesus Christ confined within the four walls of a building hey man I can't find where they didn't go out into the highways and the hedge rose hey man and they casted out demons and they healed the sick and they saw mighty deliverances I can't find in the scripture where they kept it in the Building. And then they called it Christianity. That's not Christianity, that's American Christianity. That's postmodern Christianity. In postmodern Christianity, the only thing you got to do is belong to a church. <clears throat> But we don't require anything out of you. We don't want to ask you to sacrifice your time. We don't want to ask you to go out of your way. We don't want to ask you to worship a little bit longer because, well, I got to get you out of here by noon. Or else you're going miss to the, miss the lunch buffet at the China house. We don't want to expect too much out of you. I mean, we showed up. We entered the building. We lifted our hands. We amen where we were supposed to amen. We shouted where we were supposed to shout. It, and then we go home. Let me tell somebody this morning, hell ain't afraid of you. Well, hell ought to be. I pray every day. Hell ain't afraid of your 15 minutes. Oh, Pastor, are you saying God can't do something in 15 minutes? Oh, no, no, no. God can do a lot in 15 minutes. But what I'm saying is if 15 minutes is all the time you give to Jesus, amen, and you don't talk, my Bible says to pray without ceasing, amen, and you don't take time out of your busy schedule to talk to the Lord. To go pray when it's not prayer time. To read your Bible when it's not Bible time. Hell ain't afraid of you. You want to know why it seems like everybody else gets a word from the Lord? You want to know why it feels like God don't ever talk to you? Because you ain't listening. This ain't in my notes, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you that right now. You ain't listening. He talks to you through this. He talks to you through this. But you see, Pastor, you don't understand. I've got a schedule I gotta keep every day. And this is this is my Jesus compartment. You want to know why hell is whooping up on the churches today. You want to know why many churches today look like a shell of the first century apostolic church? You want to know why the church keeps looking a lot more like the world than the world like the church? You want to know why we don't have more deliverances and breakthroughs? You want to know why there's not more people at this altar? Because we've got to get hungry for a move of God. We've got to start praying more than we've been praying. We've got to start pressing more than we've been pressing... We need to get right with God. We need to get our hearts right with God. You need to get your life outside of this church right with God. Show me somewhere in Scripture after the Holy Ghost came that the church of the living God cowered in the shadow of the enemy. I don't see it. I don't see it. Matter of fact, I see a lot of examples otherwise. In Acts chapter 16, the Bible says in the city of Philippi, the apostle Paul and his partner Silas, it says they entered into the city and they were followed around by a slave girl that was possessed with the devil. The Bible says for days... As they went around that city doing the work of the Lord for days that slave girl followed them around and shouted behind them and said these men are the servants of the Most High God which show unto us the way of salvation for days she followed them around being a distraction for days she followed them around and would not let up for days she was relentless in trying to disrupt their ministry. But the Bible does not say that after many days of dealing with that spirit, it does not say that those men just folded up, packed their bags, and went on to the next town. That's not what it says. It doesn't say they went someplace else. The Bible says after many days of dealing with the devil, the apostle Paul was grieved in his spirit. Somebody needs to get grieved in your spirit about what hell's doing to your family. You got loved ones that are going to hell. You need to start fighting for their souls. The apostle Paul grieved in his spirit. He turned and he said, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And that devil had to come out right now. You can't be gentle with hell. You can't be complacent You can't be just safe and secure. You want to know why we've had a move of God here today? Because there's faith in the house. We did something a little bit different. We didn't just stick to the schedule. We allowed the Holy Ghost to dictate this service. Sister Joyce, how's your hearing? Praise God. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11 and verse 23, He said, Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, watch this, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. I believe, I believe. I believe that when I put my hands on this sister's ears... I believe at the moment I pulled my hands away that God opened her ears. I believe as this service goes on that her hearing is going to be completely restored. I believe that if you believe today that whatever sickness you walked in here with in your body, I believe that it'll be gone before you leave here today. I believe! Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands and give Him praise here today. Come on, He's worthy today. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory in this place. Hallelujah. We exalt your holy name, Jesus. Glory to God. That's it. Come on. Come on. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you've got the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues. Come on. Yes. Yes, yes, come on, you can't be gentle with hell. Come on, why don't you just believe God today? <laughs> Woo, come on, come on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, I feel. (laughs) Oh, I think hell's going to get a black eye today. (laughs) Come on. Come on, shake the gates of hell this morning. Come on, shake the gates of hell this morning. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Amen. He said, Whoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith, he shall have. He shall have, he shall receive whatever he saith. Why did Jesus use a mountain in that parable? Because of all of the things on the earth that is absolutely impossible for humanity to pick up and move, a mountain would be absolutely impossible for us. Impossible for us. But all things are possible through Him. All things are possible through God. All things are possible to them that believe. You don't believe me? In 2 Kings chapter 17, the Bible says, Elijah prayed that the rain would stop and no rain fell for three years. He prayed again that there would be rain and God brought the rain because even the winds and the seas obey His voice. The same God that told Moses to stretch forth his staff. The same God that caused a mighty wind to blow from the east and parted the sea. The same God that told Joshua, don't worry about the wall around Jericho. You can't breach it, but I'll take it down. Somebody hear me this morning, the same God whose presence is in this place, uh, the same God whose spirit is working a mighty work here today. Uh, It was the same God that sent just one angel. Everybody say, one angel. Just one angel. Through the camp of the Assyrians hey man and that mighty army of Assyria, the army that the children of Israel could not stand against just one angel, one angel, just one angel wiped out 185,000 soldiers in one night. amen, if God before me who can be against me? If God is for my children, who can be against my children? If God is for my brothers and my sisters, who can be against my brothers and my sisters? Amen. If one angel can wipe out 180,000 soldiers, amen, what can the angels that God has assigned to me work when I pray? Oh, I wish that somebody would believe God here today. My goodness, I can't read half my ink because I slobbered so much over my papers. Somebody say, Jesus, help pastor. You hear me this morning. If that same God is on your side, If that same God is fighting for you, if that same God is fighting for your family, then why aren't you fighting? Why aren't you praying? Amen. Why aren't you storming the gates of hell? Jesus said, go ahead and do it. The gates can't prevail against the church. I'll never forget one time many, many years ago. I was actually, I was a... I was a fairly new convert. Let me tell you something great about new converts compared to saints. Ready for this? And you know it's true. New converts, they believe God can do anything. And saints are like, well, probably. But I, I was reading my Bible. I was getting to know the Word of God. I was on fire. I received the Holy Ghost, man. I, I was on fire for God. And I was, I was sitting with a group of people. And they was talking about some things regarding the devil. And I, I begin to rebuke the devil. And I begin to say, I ain't afraid of hell. I ain't afraid of the devil. I ain't afraid of any devil in hell. And a person sitting across the room from me that was a churchgoer, that person shut me down. She said shh, shh, shh. I said what? You can't talk like that. Why? Cuz the devil hear you. Look, Bill, I ain't trying to bring the devil against me in my house. I said wait a minute. You go to church? You believe that book? And you're afraid of the devil? Well, maybe you are, but I'm not. <laughs> well, why not? Because Jesus said, I can come against the gates of hell all I want to, Brother Carl, and they won't win. If I keep my hand in his hand and I stay in the church and I'm faithful to the things of God, hell cannot destroy me. (laughs) If you were here a few weeks ago, I preached on hedges and walls. I've got a hedge about me. You see what... I'm not living behind walls anymore (laughs) oh I said I'm not living behind walls anymore I preached that message and God brought walls down in this church I'm not living behind walls anymore The hand of the Lord has hedged me in. He is my strong tower. He is my shield and my protector. Amen. Whom shall I fear today? Because the Lord is with me. (laughs) I feel faith in this house today. (laughs) The Bible says that Jesus said, go, and they went. Jesus said, teach, and they taught. Jesus said, baptize, and they did it. Jesus said, make disciples, and they made it their mission. And here's the catch. They didn't call hell to get hell's permission. We are eight weeks into a Bible study in downtown Brookville at Brother Carl's apartment complex. We've got a solid group of people that are there every Thursday night. I did not ask hell's permission to go and teach a Bible study in Brookville. As a matter of fact, I would rather walk all over hell's territory down there. Because like Abraham, God said, wherever you carry my word, I'll give you that area. Wherever your foot will tread, I'll give you that area. We may be right here in this church right now, but God did not call me to pastor this church for us to stay right here. Amen. But I believe that everywhere we take this message, everywhere that our foot treads, in Brookville, God said, I'll give it to you. 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 I taught... Matter of fact, this past Thursday, the room—the room that is reserved for us on Thursday nights—beautiful room that we got there. We walked in. There was a. We walked in. There was a sign on the door that said, "You can't use this room." They were doing radon testing in there. I didn't want to walk out and everybody be glowing in the dark. And so you know, <laughs> let me tell you what my wife said. She said, "Well, I guess we're just going to have to have Bible study in the lobby. That's right. The lobby. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait. The lobby. You talking about where everybody walks in and out? Are you talking about where everybody can hear this? Are you talking about where everybody might hear me teaching on the new birth? That lobby." So no, I said, well, I guess we could we could set up in the lobby then. Well, we, d- we didn't wind up, long story short, we didn't wind up setting up in the lobby. Hey, man, God gave us a, a, a community room on the fourth floor. And everybody that met down in the lobby for Bible study went up to the fourth floor. And it was a small little room. that was We were all kind of crammed in there like, like holy sardines. But I stood up there to people that's never heard the Acts 2.38 message. And I preached the Acts 2.38 message of repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I didn't have anybody come against me. I didn't have anybody buck me. I didn't have anybody want want to argue with me. Hey, man, I'm telling you, when you run into hungry people. Jesus said, go. And they went. He said, teach. They taught. Baptized. They baptized. Make disciples. They said that's our mission. That is our mission. And I don't care what hell has to say about it. I don't. I ain't asking hell's permission because hell ain't in charge of anything, Brother Carl. Pastor, appreciate the message. Appreciate the faith that I feel. I'm getting tired. I'm getting wore out. You don't know how long I've been fighting this battle. You don't know how long I've been praying these prayers. Listen, I know war is ugly. I know the battles are hard. Sister Wilma, I have fought some battles, honestly. I'll be very transparent with this church. I have fought some spiritual battles that I wondered for a moment or two if those battles was going to take me out. It wasn't that long ago, honestly. I was fighting a spiritual battle. I mean, it's been many months ago, but in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that long ago. I was fighting a spiritual battle. And I knew in my heart that if I just let go for one minute, Sister Marlene, I'd lose my mind. I knew I was on the verge of cracking up. The devil was attacking me. And I don't give that knucklehead any credit for anything, but it was a spiritual attack. I know what it was. But I held on to this. Because I believe this is truth. And this book said he would never leave me. And he would never forsake me. And so I knew that I was under attack, but I knew that I had a God that was fighting me. Battles are hard. You're going to suffer. You're going to take some losses. It's going to happen. John the Baptist. I'm almost done. John the Baptist lost his head because he spoke against adultery. And you know we have a habit as we go through the Bible, we look at the apostles And we put all of those men on a pedestal. And we say, oh man, if I could just be like Peter. You better be careful what you ask for. Because Peter was crucified upside down. That's how he died. Oh man, I wish I had the power of the Apostle Paul. I wish I had that boldness. You better be careful what you ask for. The Apostle Paul had his head cut off. Because he refused renounce his faith in Jesus. Oh man, if I could just be like the apostles, you better be careful what you ask for. Every apostle except one died, was murdered for their faith. Listen to me, the battles will cost you something. It cost 11 of the 12, Their lives. But you hear me this morning. They believed so much in this truth that they fought this battle to their physical death only to have victory over death itself in the end. Here's the thing when this body goes, I'm just getting started. I believe that. I don't know what God has in store for me. But here's what I know. When it's time for me to go, my story's just getting started. I am determined to leave as many fingerprints on your life as I can before my time is up. It's time for the church to be the church. You know what the Lord told me the other day? It's on my phone. I'll show it to you after service if you want me to. I got notes. I'm going to preach this. I don't know when. But here's what the Lord told me the other day. It's time for you to stop having good church. What are you talking about? Good church. The Lord said, because you have defined in your mind, what good church is. And as long as you can meet that criteria, even if it's not my will, you're satisfied. It's time to stop having good church. It's time to start having church. It's time to get serious. It's time to get all the way in. It's time to stop playing church. It's time that we make ourselves comfortable at this altar. It's time to be in your pew or at this altar praying before service. It's time for the church to be the church. I'm closing. You can't be gentle with hell. Hell's not gonna be gentle with you. You can't be gentle with hell. Hell's not gonna be gentle with your family. Hell's not gonna be gentle with your children. Hell's not gonna be gentle with your grandchildren. I've come to preach to this church right now that there is no middle ground in this. Jesus calls the middle ground lukewarm. Because the middle ground isn't hot and it's not cold, it's somewhere in the middle. And the Bible says that if that is you, you are not in a good place, my friend. It's time that the church not have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Because it doesn't work, it can't work. Because the church is holy and the world out there is anything but. Brothers and sisters, I've come to preach to this congregation. It's time to stand up again. It's time to fight again. It's time to get away from our idea of fighting, of uh, just being that prayer time that we check off once a day. It's funny what people call prayer warriors today. People post on Facebook, I need all my prayer warriors I can tell you right now, I can count on one hand the amount of prayer warriors I know. Let me ask you this question. I'm I'm closing after this, I promise. What's your loved one's soul's worth to you? What's your kid's worth? Souls worth to you? What's your son's souls worth to you? What's your daughter's souls worth to you? What's your grandbaby souls worth to you? What's your family worth to you? If you believe this book, then I believe, I believe any family member I have that has not been born again of the water and the spirit will not make it to heaven when they die. I I believe any child I have that has backslid away from God and went the ways of the world will go to hell when they die. Oh, pastor, that's strong, that's strong. No, it's not strong, it's this. Look, I told you when I opened this, this service, I believe the word of God. It's time to stand on the word and the promises of God. It's time to fight. Time to pray. It's not time to give in. It's not time to play church. It's time to be the church. Let's stand here this morning. What are they worth to you today? Amen. This altar is open. Right now, in the Holy Ghost, I'm going to ask you this morning, if you have a lost loved one right now, if you have somebody... Amen, that you have been praying for. If you have a son, a daughter, a loved one that is in bondage right now and you want to see them delivered, Thank you, Sister Marlene. Amen, amen. I want you to come to this altar. I want you to lay their names upon this altar. I want you to lay the need upon this altar. And I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to pray this morning. Amen. I want you to lay it upon the altar of God and offer it up to the Lord today. I want you to pray one more time. I want you to fight one more time. I want you to make a declaration one more time of faith. I believe this morning. I believe, God, that you can deliver. I believe that you can set free I believe that you can touch their hearts today. I believe that you can mend relationships. Come on. Come on, lay it upon the altar. Come on, one more time. Just pray. It don't matter who's to the left of you or to the right of you. This is about somebody's soul. This is about eternity. Come on. Come on. Come on i believe this morning i believe god that you can deliver i believe god one more time i'm praying one more time i'm praying one more time i'm laying it upon the altar come on why don't you storm the gates of hell this morning why don't you declare my faith i'm going to see my son delivered i'm going to see my daughter delivered I'm going to see him, the miraculous. I'm going to see him at this altar. I believe today. I believe today. I believe today. Come on, press into the Lord and pray. Come on, y'all don't need me up here, Gavin. Ha ha. Ha ha Hey Kaharela la bahye, come on, let the Lord hear your voice this morning. Yeah, yeah, la bahasa ta ye, hey kaya la la bahye, la 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 bahye, hey kaya, holosaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hasa ta ye, hey kala robo shataya, ikarela robo horye la la bahye, kaya. I believe. Yes, yes. I believe, I believe this morning.